It's time for the Nautical Ventures Weekly Fisherman Show. We'll tell you how to catch more fish and the right way to get on the fish. We'll tell you what's biting and where they're biting. So listen in because... That's where the fish are. Call the show anytime at 866-801-0940. Share your tips and tricks with us. Now let's bait the hook, toss out the lines, and see what's biting. On the Nautical Ventures Weekly Fisherman Show, driven by Buddy Davis Boats. Here's fishing guru Eric Brandon, along with Sun Sentinel outdoor writer Steve Waters. Fishing guru, they call me Steve Waters. I'm not sure that's true or not. Boy, boy, that's a guy. Good morning to you, all of our wonderful, fabulous fans of the show. Thanks for tuning us in. This is a big Saturday morning to fish. Uh, get offshore weather's been fantastic. We fished yesterday, by the way. Yes, we did. And uh, didn't do terrifically fabulous, but I got a little teeny weeny tuna, which uh, I fought for, like I'd caught a monster bluefin. Yeah, I, I think it was like a long line was out there, was so far out. It was a the boat. little tiny battle. Matthew, my son, caught that big slob amberjack, yeah. which I had last night for dinner, which is great. Yeah, Matt did a great job with that, AJ. And you caught some Z's. Cut some Z's, had a really nice nap. Yes, you and, did. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was a great photo of me you took. Thank about. you very I much. Very comfortable, well protected from the sun. Yes, sir, you did, man. So the show going now, 10 and a half years strong. Glad to be here at 940 Wins Miami Sports, the one, the only place for sports and dolphin coverage and now the weekly fisherman show. So we're a happy couple here, man. We're doing Ab- good. Oh, absolutely. What a great place to work. Look at this beautiful studio. Yeah, man. Uh, by the way, behind the glass, we invited Chicago Mike to fish with us, and uh, he couldn't get off, but he didn't miss a whole lot. We didn't have a gangbuster day. so No, we, we did not. The conditions were kind of weird. You know, we had a west-northwest wind. Yep. The seas were nice and calm, but uh, just not a lot happening. I mean, a lot of boats are out practicing or pre-fishing for today's saltwater shootout yeah big time and uh no good reports we were with stan hunt and he said the guys he talked to really struggled so be interesting to see how it turns out yeah, good luck at that tournament by the way big time money like uh almost 200 grand possibly to win yeah with all the different combinations kdw and a big three or something yeah, man. pick three species out of a hat catch all three i think that jackpot's like 75 grand Ooh. That's a nice payday. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, actually, a, you know, Stan, heartbeat, man. <laughs> Stan has the record, 99000 he I won. Well, so. talk to a guy who's won many, many tournaments back in his day, uh, during his day, Captain Boucher Smith holding patiently on the line of one. Hopefully his fishing was better yesterday than ours was. I was going to say, back in the day, I'm still fishing. <laughs> and he's still winning. Win one once in a while. <laughs> Maybe yeah. we'll win one today. Good morning to you, buddy. Really? Those guys are fishing, those guys are fishing for $100,000. We're fishing for a pat on the back. We're fishing a Ransom Everglades fundraiser tournament, dolphin tournament out of Miami. And if you win, you get a really nice 12-inch trophy. <laughs> it'll still be a lot of fun. So, But uh, in, in answer to yesterday's question, uh, yeah, we kind of zigged when we should have zigged yesterday. We went dolphin fishing first thing in the morning because that's when it's been the best. And we picked up four nice-sized schoolies, uh, and then we hit a dry. We caught those right away, and then we had a dry spell. And when we couldn't find any more dolphin, then we went vertical jigging for a while, and we caught three small blackfin tunas and seven Almaco jacks of various sizes from 5 to 25 pounds. And then we heard that the best-looking water for a sailfish or anything like that was way down off of Triumph Reef. It's about 20 miles south of Government Cut. We ran all the way down there. We uh, did a little bottom fishing with no success, and so we switched over to the sailfish and and whatever. 
and fishing live pilchards and live goggle eyes on flat lines without a breath of wind. We, in a, just about an hour's time, we fought a sailfish and lost it after a really nice fight. It spit the hook. And we caught three blackfin tunas in the 12 to 15 pound range. And we caught a sailfish. And they said, hey, you know what? That's the best hour we could ask for. Let's go home. Okay. And we left the blackfin tunas <laughs> jumping in the air, eating our leftover pilchards. So really, really nice day for us yesterday. Super stuff, Steve Waters. He had a better day than we did, didn't he? Yeah, he did, but uh, he covered a lot more water than we did. Yes, he so. did, too. <laughs> yeah, we did get around, but, you know, i got to brag about my Evan Roots. I, my charter on the way home yesterday said, how much, said, how much fuel do we burn? I said, oh, 50, 60 gallons. And and then I did the, I looked at my uh, my fuel consumption gauge or my miles per gallon and getting 1.3 miles per gallon at 37 miles an hour. In reality, I'd burned less than 40 gallons of fuel in all that run and 20, over 20 miles to the south, 20 miles back, offshore, and everything else. So That's really, good. really happy with those engines. And, so. and, and those are Evinrude E-Techs? Yeah, those G2s, the newest ones. The G2s, right. Look like R2-D2s hanging off the back. Yeah. Yes. Well, hey, listen, if we get invaded by aliens, they turn into <laughs> robots and they're fully armed. So. All right, man. <laughs> So, Kev, uh, what's your game plan today? You got a booking with uh, some guys or what? Yeah, we got this little dolphin tournament, so we're going to concentrate on dolphin with a wahoo bait down on the planer all day. Might add to the spice, but uh, just for those who may be interested in the bottom fishing, the day before yesterday, we trolled and we caught a couple of black groupers, and then we bottom fished and we caught one and a half big black groupers and a little red grouper <laughs> and three quarters of an African pompano. And every, even the black grouper we landed, which was probably over 25 pounds, every bottom fish we hooked was escorted to the boat and slightly consumed in many cases by big uh, sandbar sharks. So wow. you got to use heavy tackle and wind fast. There's no, there's no such thing as slowing down, taking a breather, or the sharks are going to have them. It's a uh, major issue this day all along the coast of how thick the sandbar sharks are getting. And how hard it is to even attack sailfish uh, up in Palm Beach from time to time. They're so thick. So sandbar sharks are becoming a real problem. You know, that's a really interesting, Bouncer, because I've talked to a lot of fishermen and scientists about that. And, uh, of course, fishermen aren't happy when you lose a nice fish, even if you just want to release it. Yeah. And then, uh, but some of the science guys I've talked to said, well, you know, having sharks around means the population, every the, the entire marine population is healthy. So I'll probably need to investigate that for the Sun Sentinel. Go back and well, visit it. A, a shark fan will defend his sharks to the end of the world. Sure. But if you harvest all the groupers and you harvest all the snappers, the, and you're not allowed to kill a shark, their population is going to increase, and everybody else's population is going to decrease. And, 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 and then it becomes a point where every fish that is hooked is eaten by a shark, and, and that's, not, that's a losing situation all the way around because then a guy goes to a wreck, and he hooks three fish, and the sharks all eat all three of them, and he goes to another wreck, and the sharks eat all three of them. He hasn't caught anything. 
but he's killed six quality bottom fish, whatever they may be. So it does become a problem. So. Okay. Well, I got that part of the story out of the way. I so. wish I wish sharks <laughs> had a bigger taste in their mouth for for lionfish. That'd be a fun thing and yeah. nice for us. Well, that, ain't, that ain't happening, you know. Eric, I think you should go down and teach him. You should get some lionfish and hand feed the <laughs> sandbar sharks and uh, get them turned on to eating those lions. We, we can so. do that. So, bouncer, are you going to be in radio contact at seven thirty or? Yeah, because the best dolphin fishing has not been very far offshore. When we go offshore sword fishing, we see no dolphin. We're catching all these dolphin less than five miles from shore, so we'll be in good phone range. Okay, we'll call you at 730 then. You betcha. Have a great morning. We'll be listening all the time. Thank you. Thanks. So what a shoot it happening today. A lot of our captains on this hour, Steve Waters, are involved, so we have to get them on early before they That's start right. lines out what lines in rather. Chris Lemieux on line number two. Chris, good morning to you, my friend. How are you? Good morning, guys. How are you? Are you psyched? Are you pumped? You ready? Ready to roll. Bait's loaded up, rods are ready. Um <laughs> just get about to head out to the checkout here shortly. Well, so your day started. You're inside Hillsborough Inlet right now? Yeah, yeah, we're about to be there. Yep. We're, okay. We're heading down the intercoastal right now. How crowded is it? Um, it, there's a few boats going by. That's for sure. Yeah. Um, I guess they they got all near 100 boat, 140 boats this year for the wow. tournament. So wow. I think it's going to be a pretty epic day and crowd wise. <laughs> now, Chris, did you pre-fish for a couple of days to get ready for this tournament? I didn't personally. Um, I just did some uh, some phone call pre-fishing. Okay. I have a lot of commercial buddies and stuff like that so i was just making some phone calls um i was in key west this week um fishing running my boat down there for opening grouper and uh we did great down there um you know we caught our you know did pretty good on the black groupers red groupers caught a bunch of snappers and stuff like that so mm. it's pretty nice to get out there and catch some grouper for for the opening season since we haven't been able to catch them for six months that's a mighty tasty trip there, Steve Waters. Grouper, baby. Yeah, okay. Oh, so, give me some of that, man. So this way, so Chris can give us the Key West report without giving away his secrets for the tournament today. Exactly. So, so f- for our listeners in the Keys, if they're in Key West, which way would they go? Go with the Atlantic, the Gulf, um, or where? I, I did better to the west, um, right around Marquesas area. Uh, one day it was a little bumpy offshore, so I fished the Gulf side, and that's where we caught our red groupers and some mutton snappers and some nice mangroves. Um, any rock pile, any little wreck you can find. There's a lot of stuff that's available on the internet that you could just plug in, you know, wrecks, rock piles, stuff like that, and catch fish yeah. that way. Um, we were just using, we netted some pilchards. They were very, very tough to get, but found some uh, pilchards. And pinfish are always around any grass flat around there. Uh, just throw a chum bag out and wait, and there's all the pinfish you want to catch. So that's a very easy bait to catch for anybody. And they're, they're great. Groupers eat them up. Yeah. What I lo- love about the fishing in Key West, guys, is uh, you you could catch groupers around a rock pile in like 30 feet. Oh, yeah. You yeah, don't have yeah. to make 120, 180-foot drops. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. They're basically fishing for anywhere from 30 to 50 foot the whole time and caught, you know, biggest black grouper we caught was probably 25, 28 pounds. Biggest red grouper was probably 15, 18 pounds. So it was uh, it was a really fun trip. All right, Chris, back to uh, these. The fish, yeah. Fishing around here has been pretty good. I, I wanted to say that after I talked to you guys last week and I was going sword fishing, ended up catching a 287-pound swordfish. So that worked out pretty good. <laughs> Thanks for uh, putting good karma on my boat after talking to you. <laughs> you got it, man. Hey, back to the saltwater shootout, Chris. Of course, we've got the target species being what? The seawaters, dolphin, kingfish, wahoo. Tuna, yeah. cobia. Tuna, cobia. 
And uh, don't you get uh, some kind of a, your pick three uh, prior to the uh, departure this morning? They kind of give you that last-minute surprise of what your three target species are? Yeah, well, hopefully somebody's going to win a lot of money if they catch that. That's for sure. I think it's up to $98,000 they did it up to. So, Do you know uh, what, it, what the three are? No, they're going to tell us right before they, okay. before they let us go take off. So. <laughs> well, but. Chris... Good luck, man. We're always pulling. We're pulling for you and all of our captains. So all of our guys listening, all of our captains, you know, who are fishing. We wish all you guys good luck. Maybe you all can win something and all walk off with a paycheck. That'd be nice. Yeah, that would be great. Hopefully, uh, you know, my boy Stanley's in there too. Unfortunately, I'm not fishing with him this year, but uh, we'll uh, we'll get going and uh, hopefully do good. We pre-fished a little bit yesterday, Steve, on, yeah. on Stan's boat. Uh, Chris, uh, we had a little three-and-a-half-hour jaunt out there. The weather looked great. Uh, conditions were great. Fishing wasn't all that red-hot, but we had fun on Stan's boat, as always, man. We got a, an amberjack and uh, a little tiny tuna, which I fought like a sissy. Put it on a videotape. People are going, really, Brandon? You you wuss? You manhandled it. What are you talking about? <laughs> anyway, man, good luck to you, Chris Lemieux. Hopefully, we'll see you at the, uh, the weigh-in, and you got some cash in your pocket, man. All right, guys. Thank you very much. You have a good day. You too. All right, Steve Walters. So the venue today is being held at a brand new place. That's right. We're a brand new old place. Sands, brand new old place, yeah. Sands, Sands Harbor uh, Resort and Marina right there on Riverside Drive, just north of the Atlantic Avenue Bridge. Yep. That's the east side of the Intracoastal. So, uh, yeah, it should be uh, interesting. So the public's invited to come out and watch the weigh-in, have some cocktails, some snacks, and uh, see all the uh, guys that go out there get their, get their trophies and Bring in their catch, all their props, yeah, bring their catch yeah. in. Yeah, very much Yeah, fun. so they'll, uh, I think the weigh-in officially begins at 4, but the, the boats don't actually have to be back at Hillsborough Inlet till 4.30. Okay. So uh, you might have a few few boats that if they catch really nice big fish, they'll bring it in early. Right. But uh, I, I would expect most of the fish to be weighed around uh, 5 p.m.-ish. Okay there, Doctor. Uh, <laughs> Mike says take a break. Okay, let's do it. We I gotta, covered a lot, i got to find some of this coffee, man, because my eyeballs ain't open yet, okay? So let me grab some coffee and come back with more captains. 614 to 940 wins Miami Sports. Be right back to you. Shut off that engine. You're listening to the Nautical Ventures Weekly Fisherman Show with Eric Brandon and Steve Waters. Anything you need to know about fishing or boats, call 866-801-0940. They've got everything you need. You're going to need a bigger boat. Now, back to the Nautical Ventures Weekly Fisherman Show. Driven by Buddy Davis Boats. 620, welcome to the Nautical Ventures Weekly Fisherman Show. In case you're a brand new listener, we do it every Saturday, 6 to 8 o'clock, talking live fishing, baby. The live fishing show, the only one in South Florida talking where, how, when, whatever, to catch fish. That's right. Hey, I got a text from uh, Dan Bianiak of uh, JD's Custom Baits. Mm-hmm. I-, I didn't realize this. The first snakehead roundup is today. Well, by uh, golly gee. In Margate. Okay. And uh, 20, 22, three, 23 teams okay. signed up. Terrific. So they're, they're, you know, those guys, they go out. Yep. They catch the snakeheads. Uh-huh. Um, you have to weigh in. Biggest fish wins, but you have to weigh in at least five. Because they want them killed, removed from local canals and lakes and stuff. Mm-hmm. And they're really good to eat. I've told you that. They're haven't tried them yet, but I'm dying to try a piece really, of Really, Yeah, really good. And uh, a lot of our captains like to use snakeheads for uh, daytime swordfish bait. I did not know that. Yeah, they apparently they've got tough skins and smelly and all that good stuff that <laughs> swordfish guys like. So like my shoes. 
Exactly. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Put one of your shoes or a snakehead belly down. Drop down one of my shoes or drop down a snakehead. You'll get some some snake. Some swordfish. There yeah. you go. We got a holy fishing in line number two, Steve Waters, Tony DeJulian. All right. He is also fishing in the saltwater shootout on the great wish list. Let's get him on. Tony, good morning, my man. How are you? Good morning, gentlemen. Everything's going great. How are you guys doing? Doing good, doing man. Good. You fired up or what? Oh, yeah. We're fired up. We're loading bait. We're putting sardines in the well, goggle eyes, pilchers. We're ready to go. So it's uh, what's your favorite fish to target the first thing in the morning? Uh, would it be kingfish or tuna? What do you think? Well, first thing I got to do is I got to say happy anniversary to my wife, Diane, because she's letting me fish the tournament today on our anniversary. <laughs> and nice uh, so happy happy anniversary, Diane. And uh, first thing in the morning, we're going to probably set the kites up, and hopefully if we have enough wind, then we're going to do a drift and just kind of figure out, you know, what's going on mm-hmm. as far as depth and current and water color and all that. And uh, we're going to try to catch a couple kingfish right off the bat. It's going to be our going to be our strategy to begin and then uh, we'll kind of go from there we're waiting to find out what the pick three category is where they'll they'll pick three species out of the five out of a hat and that'll kind of determine as well maybe what some of the guys do first or what second or third so you gotta you gotta be versatile and you gotta be able to switch up your strategy depending on what you catch uh, early. Well, explain this to me real quick, uh, Tony, about the pick three. Now, if you, if you get, like, say, uh, t- tuna, mahi, and kingfish, those are your three, right? Uh, and you well, yeah. and you slay, right. you slay them all in that category. That means what, bigger money to you? Yes, there, that category, the pick three, it's an added value-added category. It's rolled over now. I think I believe this is the seventh tournament that no one has won it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the largest three over 10 pounds combined weight wins that category. And uh, we are at about $95,000 just for that category alone oh, right now. Daddy, some big money, Steve. Right. So you could catch, Eric, just those three. If you're the only boat that catches three over 10 pounds, yeah. you, you wouldn't even have to place and you walk home with 98000 Like Stan did a couple of years ago, right? Well, actually, Stan won the KDW. W, right, right. And his yeah, and- three fish, total weight, mm-hmm. Would have won the tournament anyway because he got a seventy-five pound walk. I saw that. You remember that? Yeah. 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 But go ahead, Tony. The KDW is about sixty-five thousand as well, so there is a chance that they could pick a kingfish, dolphin, or lahu out of that, and then you'd have the KDW and the pick three, the same three fish, and then you're talking about you know one hundred and thirty grand just for those just for those three. You catch the three right fish, and you're in the money. Man, you bring up a check like that on your anniversary, dude, you are going to have a fine evening. Yeah, I just, be fine. I, I just fine got evening. a text from Diane said he better win. <laughs> better bring yeah, home some money since I let him go fishing. Pressure's on you, Tony. That's for sure, man. Uh, the, pre- the pressure's on. We're heading down to the Keys tomorrow and Monday to Bud and Mary's to stay on a houseboat for a couple of days and kind of relax. But hopefully we'll have a big smile on our face when we get there. That's so cool. And then, uh, Bud and Mary's. Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. And then another thing is next uh, next week on Thursday, I'm flying to uh, Cairo, Egypt, and then uh, from Cairo to Alguna, Egypt, and I'll be fishing in the Red Sea for about 18 days. No kidding. Okay, man. Can't wait yeah. for that Red Sea report next Saturday, huh? Uh, well, I'm going to try to line <laughs> it up, too, so that I, maybe I can give you guys a call on uh, next Saturday. All right. Saturday well, I was just that, joking, from, from but keep there. us posted. What a trip that's going to be, man. The Red Sea for 18 days. That's going to be fun. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so listen, we're going to rock and roll, but good luck to you, my friend, and with all of our captains who are fishing this tournament today to score some cash. 
All right. Thank you, gentlemen. Happy anniversary, Diane. And you guys are doing a great job on the show. And uh, keep it up. Thank you. Thanks, Thanks so much, Tony. Tony. Thank you very much. Had the pleasure of yesterday seeing uh, the scrubby bearded man himself. Hi, it's Captain Stan Huddy. Looks like a pirate with that beard on his face. <laughs> and the fist of rebound. Stan, good morning, man. How are you? Good, guys. How you doing? Doing good. Thanks again for taking the three amigos out fishing yesterday. It was uh, was fun. We didn't do yeah, a whole yeah. lot of fish, but we caught what we caught was quality stuff. It was good. It was, it was a blast. Did you get a chance to eat some of that yet? You know, dude, I put my uh, amberjack on cedar planks on my barbecue grill last night, about seven of them, and they were absolutely fantastic. Awesome, man. Good to hear it. Yeah, and I just uh, I got home, Stan, and I sliced up that skipjack, little wasabi and soy sauce. Couldn't stop eating it. It was <laughs> yeah. so delicious. Sure. Yeah. Really right. nice. Awesome, man. Yeah. It was uh, good, good, good stuff. Yeah, good seeing you again, Stan. So, again, man, it's the big tournament today. Are you all set to fire this bad boy up and go out and uh, score or what? Yes, sir, man. We're ready. Got all the baits. Got all the rods. I mean, we got different rods for every different fish and bait fish we could put out there. So I think we're ready today. Okay, well, we were talking uh, with Tony DeJulian a minute ago, and I mentioned how you uh, won that big KDW uh what was it, five or six years ago? But it was 81000 when you won it. And uh, what was so cool to me was you caught a kingfish, a dolphin, a wahoo. Those three fish, those three individual fish together, were, that was more weight than anybody else caught in the tournament. That's it, you know. Just uh, God put his hand on my shoulder and put us on those big fish, man. It was a it was a good time that yeah. tournament. Hopefully, we're trying to do it again today. So yeah, so you're going to fish close to home on the rebound. For the most part, you know, it's pretty much slow. You know, up and down the coast with a few fish around here and there. You know, actually, a lot of sailfish biting yesterday. So that's good to see. You know, usually when there's some sailfish around, there's you know a couple wahoos or tunas out there too. So. Hopefully something a little bit better today will happen, but, you know, you guys fished with us yesterday, so you know it was a little slow out here. Well, I'll tell you one thing. We so, had some fantastic weather uh, to fish in yesterday, Stan. Uh, the forecast looks pretty much the same today. It was not too rough, a uh, little chill on the air. It was it was a great day, man, weather-wise. Yes, sir. I'm actually out here right now, and it is beautiful. You know, a little bit of swell kicking. I'm sure the further you get offshore, you know, it get a little bumpy out there, some bigger swells, but it's a beautiful day. Get out here and get to trolling there there did uh there was a few little tunas that showed up yesterday on the outside in the mm-hmm. deeper uh bluer water there in like 400 so you know troll around a little deeper and have some fun today while it's nice and calm so uh lines are out at what time did i stand lines are out at 4 30 i believe okay then you shoot or four o'clock i'm sorry four o'clock and you shoot back in to hopefully weigh in a whole bunch of big fish Yes, sir. Wayans are at the Sands Harbor Marina down there, you know, on uh, Atlantic Boulevard right there at the bridge in the Intercoastal. Okay. Uh, you know, they're always doing a big event with all the sponsors and all that. So come on down and check it out. All right, Stan, I know you want to go and get back to your fishing business. Can't take up too much of your time, man. But like I said, all of our captains, good luck to you. Win some cash. Uh, make Cindy, Cynthia happy and uh, keep feeding those babies. That's it. We need some new, more diapers and new shoes, baby. <laughs> all right, Stan. Good luck to you, my friend. Good luck to all these guys, man. Take care of yourself. Thanks, guys. All right. Fun tournament, Steve Waters. That's an annual deal. That, are they getting more boats every year? I mean, is it getting bigger and bigger? Yeah. Um, so I think uh, Chris said 145 boats. Wow. 
That's a lot of boats out there, man. It'd be a long way in for me. (laughs) So all the average fishing guys, please stay out of their way. Please give them a wide berth and don't cut their lines or get into the boat. You know what I mean? I hope. Yeah, I'm going to say, because that tournament, uh, fellas don't think anything running up to Jupiter to to fish from Hillsborough. Right. And then uh, occasionally um, boats will run south. So we heard from Bouncer at the top of the show that there was good fishing off Triumph Reef. Mm Mm-hmm. So 20 miles for him from Miami Beach, so figure 40 or 50 from Hillsboro. All right. So, All right. Let's that's why guys put four motors on the back of their boats. <laughs> we fished yesterday, and we had all these uh, you know powerful yachts and fishing, sport fishing vessels out there, and all of a sudden we see the lonely, lonely little kayak guy out there doing his thing out there in the same water we're fishing in. Kind of a brave guy. Sure. Right? Well, you know our buddy Joe Hector, who we'll have on later. <laughs> Nothing stops him from going out in that Hobie kayak. Not a thing, man. It is break time. We have a lot of fun coming up on the show. A lot of captains still galore. Hang on to what you got. 6.30 on the dot. 9.40 wins. Miami Sports. Supposedly, Cousteau and his cronies invented the idea of putting walkie-talkies into the helmet. But we made ours with a special rabbit ear on the top so we could pipe in some music. Let's hear those fishing reels sing. Now back to more fish talk on the Nautical Ventures Weekly Fisherman Show. Driven by Buddy Davis Boats. With Eric Brandon and Steve Waters. As the son of a son. Talking fish and smack on a Saturday morning Nautical Ventures Weekly Fisherman Show. Driven by Buddy Davis Boats. Me and my good buddy fishing partner Steve Waters and Chicago Mike behind the glass. Time for the Shop Talk segment, Steve Waters. We have a fabulous service department Nautical Ventures does at 50 South Bryan Road, Dania Beach. And uh, we service boats, repair boats, you know, make them all ship shape, and customers walk away and are happy. That's right. And uh, just talking to your uh, your engineering guru, Rick Buckner. <laughs> He's uh, the he is the man, the service I, meister. He uh, he'll work on trailers. He'll work on uh, installing new electronics. Guy never sits wiring. down, man. He's, uh, that's pretty he's amazing. On the, he's on the go. He's running a shop full of mechanics and uh, does stuff himself. So. Without further ado, let's bring on the busy guy himself. Oh, he's back in town. He's back in town. Rick Buckner. Good morning, brother man. How are you? Morning, Eric. Morning, Steve. <laughs> we were discussing some topics last night, Rick, you and I, because uh, this one's kind of close and near and dear to me, Steve Waters, about bringing folks who want to have us sell their boats. We call it consignment, right? Right. So we take their boat in, and we check it out, and then we post it out, and we sell it for our client. And the sales to the buyer, he's happy on the price. Seller gets his money. But there's certain things, Rick, involved in bringing a consignment boat in. Talk about that, my friend. Now, consignment boats. Remember, we had a topic, topic a while ago about um, you know maintaining your boat. There's an old saying in this industry, run she may, shine she must. <laughs> <laughs> like that. I now, like that. A lot, of peop- a lot of people out there understand that topic is because a lot of boat owners out there, you know, the most important thing is making sure it's clean, but the internals of the boat between palms and electronic equipment and just basic things, you know, people seem to neglect, and they seem to think that they can get 30 years out of some parts, and they just, you know, paint them up, make them look nice. But, you know, at, at our company, I mean, do we make money sometimes, Eric? Uh, yeah, we do. We do. We're a business, it's, of course. <laughs> we, we we bend over sometimes for our customers, and <laughs> but it's always about customer service. And even though we take a beating, we um, we do the right thing. But the biggest thing is bringing the boat into Nautical Ventures. You are going to get your boat fully examined by us, and we're going to give you the, uh, once you put your boat on consignment, you'll have a list of items that are that need to be repaired that you can either do at that time or, you know, at the sale of the vessel, you can make a determination how big of a uh, loss you want to make on it. 
Um, and then also, you know, you know what to expect when you purchase the next boat. I guess the main thing, Steve Waters and Rick, is if you maintain your boat, right, if you do the regular service on your boat, if you keep the boat shined and, and waxed up and looking good, it's just going to increase your sale value. So it doesn't make any sense to neglect your boat. Bring it to us and think, oh, I'm going to make, you know, X, Y, Z in the boat. No, sir, you have to do this, 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 and then we can get a good sale for you, you know? Sure. Yeah, if, yeah. if people would put their boats and, and put as much money as they take care of them in, into the boat, maintaining their engines or maintaining their basic equipment on the boat, they would look at seeing a better, at least a better return on it than what they would normally expect. I got a funny story before we go, Steve Waters. I just brought a beautiful Sea Ray 32 in on consignment. Beautiful looking boat. And uh, to see the engines, you've got to actually open this big hatch. It like raises hydraulically, right? Okay. And for two days... We had another couple sales guys, me and four of the guys, could not figure out how to get that thing open to have the motor examined. Rick Buckner walks up and says, hey, Bonehead, Brad, you come here, man. Let me show you where the switch is. Okay. See, see and this button? It goes, <laughs> goes up, man. That's, he knows everything, this man. Yeah? Yeah, well, somebody has to. Exactly. Come on. Come on. But- that, that, that definitely is pretty funny. As you guys, I mean, come on. The sales department couldn't figure out to open a hat. So I'm going to have it to you on that one. That was pretty, and that was pretty funny. It was very funny. And uh, Rick did the inspection. He actually gets down inside where the motor is. This man's all bent over checking out everything behind Eric, there's a little problem back here with the fan with the belt and you know otherwise belt, mo- hoses, yeah, yeah it needs a few things but otherwise it checked out pretty well but uh this man truly is the uh he's you know the scientist talking about chip state we're going to be doing you know, our demo day i think we're not having it this month because i think we're putting a function on somewhere um the kayak guys with their with the uh, with their pool yeah but i did reach out to want to reach out to our flat water fishing guys and our bass fishing guys and i reached out to Minkota and i think on our next demo day they're going to be coming in bringing it one of our topics was battery chargers and also trolling motors also those trolling motors that go on the uh, trim tabs. I'm oblivious to that. That's something new to me, but I'm going to be learning with Minkota, and also we're going to be reaching out to our customers that have those particular boats, and they have any questions, they'd be more than welcome to stop by. I'm putting this little segment together for the next demo day. I know all them bass guys will be happy here at that show there, State Waters, well, you know what I mean? Well, well, you know, I mean, I got I got myself a flats boat now, so I need to understand how some <laughs> of this stuff works. If yeah, you, know, if you yeah. don't want that boat, by the way, Rick, I'll sell it for you. Uh, you know, there's, there's plans for this boat. We're going to be doing some things, but this is actually my testing ground boat for the company and doing a wrap segment and doing the thing with Minkota. So I'm, I'm actually looking. I tell you what, I love my flats boat. It's cheap on fuel. I go anywhere, go skiing with my kids. And you know what? It doesn't break the bank. I'm over and done with the pounding. You know what? For me to go out in a big boat, I'll jump on an airplane, fly to Mexico, go fishing, come right back home. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Rick. Well, listen, man. I know you have a busy day ahead uh, at Nautical Ventures, 50 South Bryant Road, Dana Beach. If folks want to get their engine service, by the way, 954-926-5250 or fire an email off to Rick at rickb at nauticalventures.com. Rick, thanks so much for waking up and uh, chatting, my friend. Good talking to you. Not a problem, guys. Have a good weekend. All right. You thank too. you very much. So what's happening underwater these days? I imagine Steve Waters and Jim Chiefy Matthews having fun down there. I did see some Facebook posts last night. I believe yesterday he shot some... Mighty fine hogfish, man. Really? Because I've been dying Ooh. to find out how the, uh, we've heard great fishing reports yeah. for grouper. Yeah. So I've been dying to hear how the spear fishing has been for groupers. Let's and, see. And who better than Jim Chiefy Mathy? Hey, Mr. Hold Your oh, Breath. Well, well. <laughs> the, the elusive grouper. <laughs> First of all, good morning, Jim. How you doing, buddy? Excellent, excellent. Fantastic. We had a nice day out on the water yesterday. 
God, the conditions were perfect. Huh? It's actually a little chilly out there today. Well, I mean, what, what's the deal with this? <laughs> it's a late cold yeah, front, cold man. I'm digging it. In May? I Come like on. it. I like it. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, it, and you know, the water temperature uh, at 79 is warmer than the outside air, you know, so it's like, whoa, this is pretty different. <laughs> All right, well, did you, get down, did you get down below and see some fish yesterday or what? Yeah, a lot of fish, a lot of fish. We did well on the hogfish, uh, you know, that elusive grouper, you know, they must have got the memo that uh, doggone it, uh, it's it's season now, and we just haven't been able to, you know, land our first one. Uh, but I hear the keys are loaded up. I mean, guys, the reports I'm getting – uh, down in the Keys, the, the grouper are everywhere down there, and uh, that's a good sign. Uh, we, we've seen a few here, um, just haven't had uh, any luck uh, tracking them down. And, um, you know, besides black grouper, uh, we've seen some reds, but uh, and they're not big enough yet. The reds, you get a lot of small reds here. So particularly when you're spearfishing, um, I don't really like to shoot them unless they're they – got to be minimum 20 inches here. So even if there's any question, I don't bother with them. I hate to shoot a small fish. It's hard to recover from a you know a spear and a, and a fish. So that's not good. Uh, we we essentially uh, don't like to do a catch and release. You know that's not good. But <laughs> you know yeah. that's why you really have to kind of you know with, with with a red grouper particularly. Heck, a lot of times they'll just sit there and watch you. Uh, like a little puppy dog, and uh, sometimes they'll even let you put a ruler next to them to make sure they're big enough. Um, if you know their behavior, that's kind of the way they are. Uh, but um, we're seeing a lot of small ones, which is encouraging. We just haven't seen that big, fat chunker yet. Um, and that's really the ones that we'll shoot. You know, when you look at him, you go, oh, man, look at him. He's, he's, got, some, he's got some girth to him. Then, then you can, uh, you know, then we'll shoot him. And then those are typically, heck, uh, uh, 28, 30 inches. So that's a good sign for spear fishermen. You know, you see a lot of red grouper down there. They're kind of chasing you all over, uh, but a lot of them are small, so don't even bother. Uh, the black grouper, on the other hand, those, you know, those got to be 24, and doggone it, uh, those are those are tough. Uh, they have a tendency to hide a little bit and, um, you know, do underneath ledges. Of course, we saw a ton of them during the four months, you know, the off-season. Uh, but we just haven't been able to lay on one yet. Um, I did see a gag grouper yesterday, uh, but I think he saw me before I saw him. <laughs> Lucky guy. And, uh, you know, yeah. And that's encouraging to see gags because I haven't seen very many gags here at all. And uh, that's, a good, that's a good sign. So, uh, yeah, so we stuck with the hogfish yesterday um, and did okay with the hogfish. Got some nice size ones, and uh, it was good, good seeing you know, very nice. All right, Jim, we're going to take a break here, but uh, good-looking fish. Uh, real quick plug for you. You've got the book called The Catch and the Spirit for guys who want to learn how to spearfish. And yep. the best way to find that book would be where? Uh, Amazon.com or most of the dive stores around have it. And then, you know, we're close on catching the bug. We're going to be talking about bug season here in another month or two. Um, and I'm, I'm <laughs> pretty much just finishing up the redesign. So we're doing well. All right, Jim. Always a busy man. Always a pleasure talking to you, my friend. Have a great day, and uh, stay warm down there, will you? All right. Thanks a lot. All right. Thank you very much. Steve Waters talking about these guys every weekend, man. Why go to the gas pump and get all ticked off? Have you just pick up the phone call, Luke Fuel, and it'll come right to you and bring you some fine fuel for that boat. You know, the, the whole concept just amazes me because yeah. no waiting in line, no dealing with other 
drivers, no. people don't know that, hey, what's that thing on the back of your truck? <laughs> you know, that's called a boat, man. It's called a boat. Show some you respect, know, which get, they don't. Get out of the way. Yeah. yeah they don't give you uh, any leeway, man. So you don't have to deal with that. Yep. You get the fuel when it's convenient for you. Exactly. You get amazing quality diesel or ethanol-free gas. Right. And it's cheaper than what you would pay at a marina. Every boat I sell at Nautical Ventures, not? no, it's great. How but c- I, I tell my clients when they buy a boat, by the way, are you aware of this service? And they go like, man, this is that's amazing. I, I want their number. And right. they yeah. say, that's how I'm getting fueled up. So again, 100-gallon minimum on gas, 200 on diesel. You, you've got the best fuel going, man. Ethanol-free Wreck 90. You ain't going to wreck your engine like the other stuff does. Right. When I say Wreck 90, I'm talking about Wreck 90 good. Okay. Right. REC. REC. Right. Low sulfur uh, super diesel. Uh, they'll come to find you wherever you are behind your house, up in a boat rack, wherever you are. They'll come to you and get you fueled up, dude. And save you money, by the way. Well, the, yeah. How could you go wrong? They got the long hoses roll right out. Or right. let's say you. Let's say your Century boat's on a trailer uh-huh. in your driveway or on the side of the house. Yeah. And you need 100 gallons or so. Boom. Pull right up. Undo the hose. Fill you up, and you're good to go. No hassles. No hassles. Good fuel. How do you get it? Well, I'll tell you how you get it. Call them right now. Please write this number down. Put it in your cell phone, whatever. 305-432-3487. Luke Fuel, L-U-K, I might add. 305-432-3487. Luke Fuel, they deliver to you. Has that coffee pot ever been fired off yet? I walked that during a break, man. It's still not I going. I thought Bill was working on it. He's not got to it yet. And I need some. Man, he's a bad. 648-940 wins Miami Sports. Be right back to you. Got a question for the captains? Call the show now at 866-801-0940 and get hooked up. We tried to contact them several times by radio, but they didn't answer. Now, back to the Nautical Ventures Weekly Fisherman Show. Driven by Buddy Davis Boats. With Eric Brandon and Steve Waters. I have been revived, said the preacher man. Uh, somebody over here, the good good Lord, came in the building, and all of a sudden there's a pot of coffee over there made up there while during the break. That's like holy water to you. Let me tell you something. So many concerned folks work here, man. Jeff High, one of the great guys who works here, sales uh, gentleman, he was so concerned about my last wrap about coffee. He calls me during a break. Eric, man, there's no coffee around, man. Go by my desk. I I got a pot down there. Make some now. Save yourself. Thank you, Jeff. Yeah, we, uh, you know what? We need to get like a coffee sponsor for the show. And, yeah, we uh, do. Although I don't know if, with your habit, I don't know if they can afford it. Okay, maybe they can pump it in like Luke Fuel does. That's it. Okay, bring uh, it by the truckload. Perfect. <laughs> uh, see, I, now, now Chicago Mike and I, we make coffee at home. Yeah. So this way, we know there's always going to be at least oh, one cop. Just basically say, Eric, you're an idiot. How about bringing your own coffee? In? Just go ahead and say it, man. I'm, do you have I'm, a I'm, coffee maker at home? I don't think so. Uh, roommate sold it. Anyway, so Ooh. let's take a, little, <laughs> take a little segue here and check out some bass fishing. Alan Zaremba, good morning, my man. How are you? I'm doing just great. It's uh, take your kid fishing time. Oh, really? How cool is that? Yes. Well, big kids are good, too. It, it, no, it's just a good time to get out to the glades now. So water levels are low. Uh, if you, you can catch almost any kind of fish you want out there right now. Uh, name a couple of uh, biggies this week for you. Biggies, yeah. you need catching uh, Oscars. How many do you want to catch? Okay, uh, my my encyclets. Uh, there's a, pe- a few peacock bass showing up out there. Uh, of course, then there's lots of largemouth. So it's it's uh, definitely improved and 
And uh, it looks like this should be good for the next few days, next few weeks, I should say. Weeks, yeah. Well, uh, it's so amazing to me, Alan, as high as the water in the Everglades was. Mm -hmm. um, And again, we've said this several times, Eric. FWC Commissioner Ron Bergeron, the driving force in getting water released from the conservation areas under Tamiami Trail into Everglades National Park. So the water's come down. And then the other day I got an email from the South Florida Water Management District. April was like almost rain-free. Yeah. So so that also contributes to it. And as the water drops, the fish come off the flats or the marshy areas into the canals. And that's where we all catch them. So usually, Alan, that happens like February or March. Yeah, this year was late, but you know we had a lot of rain during during the December right. time period, and which of course accounts for a lot of the water we've had. But but now now it's the other way, and and I'm a hero when I go out there right now. It's pretty easy. <laughs> yeah, so it, I've been trying to convince Eric that he and I should take our Hobie kayaks out there to like US twenty seven. Oh yeah, and uh, oh you definitely definitely e- either it, side of twenty seven, you can't go wrong. That's right. The only problem you got about being in that low riding kayak. Is, is there's a few friends out there that might want to visit with you, especially when you're handling fish. Yeah, well, if you hit them on the head with the paddle. Then... Come on, them toothy, <laughs> toothy alligators, you mean? The gators? You, you didn't have the one bite in your trolling motor. <laughs> That's, okay. That'd be a bad day. I, yeah, I had one biting my trolling motor, so it was time for me to pick the trolling motor up and move to another place. Sometimes wow. they get a little too friendly, so if you're a whole ride kayak, I would have to think twice. Yeah. About that a little bit. Well, some, okay. Well, some of them get used to people, and and when they get used to people, they'll they'll approach you. And when you're facing them at that point in a kayak, you're pretty much face to face with them. All right. Well, okay. Just I, I was going to say it's because Alan catches so many fish, they're like, <laughs> I'm just hanging out with this guy. Uh, all right. See, <laughs> let's talk about a couple of hot spots and a couple of hot lures working for you this well, week. Well, well, pretty much anywhere along 27 right now is a good good place to go for bass. Uh, the other uh, in the city canals, my hot spot's been Lake Ida. Okay, uh, that's that's been producing some really nice peacocks, and they're a little bit later stage than they were down in in uh, in the southern canals. Southern canals, most of the fish are guarding their young and stuff like that. The northern canals, which is up around Lake Ida, there's still some that are being territorial in a tight spot up along the edges, so that that's a good place to go. And of course, jigs work very well for them at that point. And there is a little bit of a topwater bite early in the morning. And then I go over to looking for fish uh, with polarized glasses at that point, which are an absolute must for that kind of fishing. All right. Sounds good to me, Steve Waters. I mean, uh, get out there. Obviously, you know, like Alan does in his boat, check out some of these canals or maybe even, of course, rent Al for the day. Hire him as a professional yeah, he, guide I, I, I think or strike it on your own. he a couple of openings. He's pretty busy. Yeah. But uh, morning, and, and, afternoon. Yeah. And we can fend off some alligators. <laughs> Say, Alan, I had a question because uh, Eric and I get your reports twice a week. So you right. do you you sometimes fish along five ninety five or Interstate seventy five? Uh, both. Okay. I I I fish in, in a bunch of different areas. Uh, I do not limit myself to one spot. I don't like I don't believe in beating up on fish too much. I like to rotate areas around, give them a little break, go back a few days later maybe at best, and 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 of course I've got probably twenty five different canal systems I fish. And and uh, depending on what we're trying to target, Sunday I've got a guy that wants to catch Oscars. I'm going to go out along 27. There's just loads of Oscars there right now, so it's a, it's an easy day for me actually. And and uh, but and that, that's closer to 75 there. Right. 
All right, Z, we got to take a little break, man, but have a great day. It's a fine-looking day. Nice and cool, chill in the air. should beautiful, be a fun day to fish, beautiful, man. Yeah. Beautiful, yeah, man. Beautiful weather. Have a great day, Al. Thanks so much, All man. Right. You guys have a good one, too. All right. I'm going to enjoy this uh, freshly brewed coffee. Thanks to Bill, who put that together. Okay. Videotaped our show this morning. Thank you, Bill, very much. Uh, come back and be more, even more fired up. Well, yeah, we got Captain Richard Stanzik from Bud and Mary standing by. We've got, we got a new captain coming on this. And, of course, our, our regular guy with offshore kayaking, Joe Hector, coming up on the program. So a big 7 o'clock hour coming up. Speaking of which, 7 o'clock on the dot, 940 wins Miami Sports. Welcome back to the Nautical Ventures Weekly Fisherman Show, the radio show that's put on by fishermen for fishermen and all about catching fish. Never did see so much activity. Call the show anytime at 866-801-0940. We want to hear from you. If you think you're nervous now, ha, wait till you're on the air. And here to hook you up with local captains and crew so you can reel in more than bragging rights is waterman Eric Brandon. I can't function without my coffee. And Sun Sentinel fishing writer Steve Waters. Coffee is ready, sir. Now, back to the Nautical Ventures Weekly Fisherman Show. Driven by Buddy Davis Boats. Second hour going, 7.05. Welcome back to the Nautical Ventures Weekly Fisherman Show. Driven by Buddy Davis Boats. My buddy Steve Waters here. We got the Chicago Mike behind the glass. And uh, just a fine look at one today, Steve Waters, like yesterday. Just We're offshore going, how great is this day? You know? Right. Fabulous, man. Right. A little bit of a swell, but no waves. Yeah. And uh, just really nice boating conditions. It wasn't great catching conditions no, for some but... reason. But I guarantee you, the boats fishing in the saltwater shootout today, yeah. someone will catch fish. Somebody will catch fish. <laughs> I bet the keys are looking nice with this weather, Steve, I'm thinking, huh? i tell you what. I, I don't know if you get the text that I do from no. Richard Sandick. Never but... does. Uh, well, you're lucky. It fills up my phone. Okay. Bonefish, uh, groupers, uh, yellowtails, swordfish, well, dolphin. He, we, I better stop talking so just, he can tell us. He just covered his segment already. Yeah, everything. Okay. He'll give us the details. Good morning. Richard. Good morning. Eric, Steve, good morning. How are you guys doing? Oh, we're doing great. We got offshore, did a little fishing yesterday. Me and Steve haven't done that in quite some time. A little uh, show bonding together and uh, fun to smell that salt air. But uh, what's happening down your way? Well, you know, uh, pretty much the same thing. It's uh, actually refreshing, uh, but very unprecedented. I don't really remember a cold front of uh, this magnitude coming through the Keys uh, this, this far into May. Uh, we actually have 60, uh, I think it's 68 degrees outside right now. The winds are out of the north. They're, they're manageable. They are blowing, uh, as, as Steve was commenting, straight offshore. And, you know, down here in the Keys, we lie a different direction, and we have a shallow approach. So the conditions are absolutely beautiful. Most people would think, you know, because dolphin are starting to show up, that the dolphin fishing uh, would die out with this north wind, but that hasn't been true all week. Actually, the dolphin fishing has remained reasonably steady. Uh, and what's happening is there's an offshore edge setting up at about four or 500 feet of water out there. And in that edge, uh, this, and, and when I say edge, it's where waters are moving at two different speeds. There's a bit of seaweed and debris that's starting to, you know, line up there. And, you know, the boats have really had some good catches. I know the Catch 22 Thursday had 35 fish. Uh, they had a 20-pounder in that mix. Gone fishing yesterday, had about a dozen fish. I, had a, I think they had them 18 to 19 pounds. And it's just been reasonably steady. A lot of small tunas, but no big ones on the humps and some amberjacks around. Uh, I had texted some pictures uh, to Steve. Some of the boats doing a little deep dropping. I know the Catch 22 had a 
got a queen snapper that was over 20 pounds this week, and I had a beautiful yellowfin or yellow edge snapper uh, caught on a B&M with Charlie Scoble, about a 30-pounder. That's a good way to fill in the day and get something to eat when you're going offshore, and, you know, you, you can't count on these dolphin all the time. So something uh, a lot of people are now picking up the tactics and learning how to do out there and having a good time with it. Uh, in on the reef, Pretty much the same situation, a good fishing condition there. The yellowtails are biting like crazy, according to Captain Benloy. On the Miss Island Rada, there's a couple of muttons mixed in there. I think they got a few groupers as well this week, but main focus, yellowtail, but it was really, really good, and always is with that north wind. The backcountry, um, the tarpon are here. Uh, they do not like this wind direction. They don't like it spinning around. and it, uh, It's an unusual thing. However, there was an interesting phenomenon that took place on Thursday, talking to Captain Skip Nielsen, my son Rick Stanzik. The crabs actually migrated through the channel, and uh, they did, the tarpon went off on them. Couldn't get them to bite anything else other than a crab. So some of the guys, Skippy, I know, were actually dipping the crabs, and I think he jumped eight tarpon on Thursday. So fish are here, and the wind's going to settle into the east. That's going to pick up. I don't have a lot of reports on the backcountry, but certainly if I were thinking about backcountry, this would be the condition, especially the snook and redfish. But everybody, as I said, mainly focused on the tarpon. do have one really good report on mangrove snappers by my son Rick, who fished for them on Thursday as well. And he said, wow, he said it, these were really great. They were 12 to 18 inches, caught his limit. So something to keep that rod bent down here. Overall, it is absolutely spectacular. Cool, dry air, crystal clear skies. You couldn't find a better day to be on the water. So, uh, Richard, where were those mangrove snappers caught? You know, the mangroves that Ricky were catching were out of the potholes okay. and in and around the islands and the moats. But uh, there's some really big mangroves, and that's been the case over the year. Um, I can't really tell you what to, what causes that, but there's just been a real increase in the numbers of mangroves in our backcountry down here. Uh, it might have something to do with the predators or, you know, their feeding habits, but these are beautiful fish. To catch these mangroves, you know what the problem is, there can be hundreds of them there, and the little ones will just pick your bait away all the time. So they use a few tricks. Uh, they buck up the shrimp by using a, uh, you know, a jig head in front of it, or they can, sometimes they'll take live pilchers, which I'm sure is what Ricky was using. But uh, a lot of fun, a really great eating fish. And, of course, these are the same fish that, you know, that move out to the reef in the summertime, and we'll see them out there in July and August actually spawning, and uh, a lot of guys will choose to fish for those at night. Before you go, Richard, one of our captains has an anniversary uh, today. He's coming down to stay at your, one of your houseboats at Bud and Mary's. I think it was Tony DeGiulio, yeah, right? right. Tony yeah. and his wife, Diane, will be down there tomorrow for a couple of days, Richard. Yeah. So. I stay at well, your place. Be sure to say hello. Say hello. Yeah. Yeah, I'd like him to introduce himself. I think he may know my son, Nicholas. Of course, my son knows he everybody. Does. Yeah, that, he actually, that's probably the case. When uh, Nick took out the guy who plays for the Panthers, Tony was on the boat. All right. Oh, great. All right. Yeah. Well, you know what I think Nick mentioned? He's going today, and he said uh, somebody from up there is riding along with him. So maybe that is Tony. Uh, you know, Nick's got a streak going on these uh, swordfish. I'm not sure what it is. It could be as high as a dozen trips in a row. So he's uh, he's been pounding away. I know he was a little apprehensive last night about this wind condition. But, Steve, you were mentioning yesterday you all fished. And, you know, that north wind is across the current. Uh, so it does set up a real comfortable swell, but it doesn't give you that real rough chop. So all in all, it uh, might not be that bad. And we're also calling for a real fade in the wind this afternoon late. So... Keep our fingers crossed and hope he keeps his streak going. <laughs> Richard, thank you so much. We've got to move on here, but uh, we'll see you soon down at the dock. And uh, can't wait to be down at Bud and Mary's and have a good time. Well, thank you guys again for allowing me to put out the word on the fabulous Florida Keys fishing scene. You got it. Bye-bye, guys. Adding Bye. more variety to the show. Steve, adding new captains every t- uh, time we can. And you've got a gentleman coming on here who's a brand-new guest of the show. Yeah, new uh, new guest. 
uh, hopefully a permanent one. Uh, Captain Willie Howard. Willie's an old friend of mine. Okay. He, uh, believe it or not, used to be the outdoors writer for the Palm Beach Post. Well, well. And then he moved on to better things. A fellow writer. <laughs> okay. Willie Howard, Good welcome morning, to the Steve. show. How are yeah, you, man? Still doing some outdoor writing for the uh, Coastal Star newspaper. I have a monthly column. I'm doing a few pieces for Florida Sports now. All right. Well, so, Willie, tell us uh, your, your area of expertise. Where do you fish these days? Uh a fish off of Palm Beach, and I mostly fish for dolphin, kingfish. And um, we really found some dolphin in an unusual place recently. I was out in late April, and we went out, ran out looking for weed lines at about 500, 700 feet. Didn't see anything, just blue water. So we decided just to come in and fish king, for kingfish because we had some of those live sardines. By the way, the arrival of live sardines is big fishing news here because those are just bait candy. And it's one of my favorite times of year to fish when the sardines are here. And they were just south of Lake Worth Inlet. Mm-hmm. Probably still are. There have been some off the green roofs just north of Juno Pier. And they're just fantastic. They're, you know, bright colored and large and very frisky baits. And you put those out in sailfish, you know, mutton snapper, dolphin, everything loves them. So one of my favorite things to do is to go out and just find a weed line and pitch a live sardine around it. Wait for the dolphin. No, you, you cast. <laughs> it's just so. Are you, go are you, ahead. You cast then for those baits? No, we sabiki them up in about 40 feet of water. Okay. Usually that's where they've been holding lately, which is just, uh, they move around quite a bit and there's a lot of boat pressure on them on the weekends. But, um, but yeah, we've been getting them on sabikis, usually like number eight, number six. Okay. So, yeah. Willie, so you were saying you, you, you ran offshore, came back in to catch kingfish, and. Right. And so, so we set out, we set out just some 2 live bait hooks with like a six inch wire tip. And we put our sardines out and we said, okay, well, let's get some kingfish. And sure enough, here comes the dolphin in like 80, 90 feet of water. Wow. The first fish we got was a nice cow dolphin, about 15 pounds. So, so we just kept fishing for kingfish. And then we got, we, we saw the, um, frigate bird diving down on the water and i was like this is like 75 feet of water off the breakers but it was it was east wind it was bright blue water and we pulled up to it put our live sardine out couldn't really get get to the area where this the frigate bird was coming down but you could actually see the color of the dolphin like pushing up small sprays or you know groups of flying fish small mm-hmm. flying fish right. all over the place it was just beautiful it was one of the prettiest sights i've seen on the ocean in a long time because the frigate bird was diving you could see the dolphin like pushing the bait up, and so we were just going crazy <laughs> trying to get a bait from them. <laughs> and so we we couldn't we couldn't get a live bait from them. So we just picked up uh, like a Gulfstream jig and pitched it out with just a tiny little a sardine dead sardine tip on it, and hooked up and got a really nice like about nineteen twenty pound dolphin. But it was just it's just gorgeous. But this was like in eighty feet of water. So it's just the moral of the story is you always think you know where the fish are. But the fish tell you where they are. I mean, you have to you have to just go out there and experience and find out for yourself. I don't know about him. You know, you always you always assume the dolphin are in five hundred or thousand feet or right. on the reed line. But no, they're right off the reef in like eighty feet of water. I don't know about you, like, Willie. There's just tons of flying fish there. You, you've got luck out of the birds. I pull up to a bird on my boat. They just laugh at me, man. They don't ever provide, provide me with a fish. They just they chuckle well, like, "Oh, a bird Brandon's here." Diving there, yeah, working yeah. down to the water hard, and there's bait coming up. Yeah, flying. You know, it's a it's a pretty darn good sign. But it's big, big time tournament time here. We had the Grand Slam, t- not, the Grand Slam tournament today in Jupiter. Okay, it's a uh, Riverwalk Events Plaza down there is the weigh-in today. But the big kickoff tournament was the Boynton Beach Firefighters Tournament, and that was on the twenty-third. Right. Top fish was a fifty-three point four kingfish. It was a strong kingfish Ooh, tournament. Man, you had to have uh, you had to have over forty pounds in kingfish to even get fifth place in that tournament. Wow! Uh, wow! 
top dolphin was about 35 pounds. That was caught on a live bait around the weed line. Someone just, you know, went out to a weed line, pitched a jig, caught a small uh, cow dolphin, and here comes the bull following it up, and they pitched a goggle eye to it. How cool Won is that? Won the tournament with like a 35 and a half dolphin. Gotta love so, that. So, hey, Willie, I'm sorry, Steve, to cut you off, but before Willie goes, I want to find out how folks contact him. You oh, have, okay. You have, you have a website. Uh, how do we reach out to you? Sure. You can just call me, 561-307-3047. Captain Willie's Charters. All right. Any final words for Willie before he goes? Uh, Willie, welcome to the show. Great to have you on. And uh, Yeah, thank oh. you. Uh, one thing I wanted to mention, too, the Lantana Fishing Derby is next week, and I'm fishing in that. And my son's actually fishing against me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> he's fishing with one of his friends. <laughs> so right. he's not helping me anymore. He's fishing against me now. All right, so, man. But, but anyway, that's the, uh, the captain's party is coming Thursday the 12th at the Lantana Recreation Center. All right, Willie. Tear him up, man. Thanks for being a brand-new uh, cap on the show, a long-term fisherman, but brand-new cap on the program. We'll talk to you every, every Saturday, man. You're back on with us. All right. Thank you, Eric and Steve. You got okay, it. Hey, thanks, Willie. All right, Steve. Uh, I get off the show every uh, weekend, Steve, after the show. Go home, uh, take a little shower, get my Nautical Ventures gear on, and head off back to work. And uh, if you call that work... I don't know what work is defined. It ain't really work, man. It's kind of a fun thing to don't, do. Don't say that too loud. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, man, I'm out there with all my cohorts, man. We got all of our great sales guys uh, on fiberglass boats, and we have a fantastic crew who does the kayak stuff out right. there as well. You know, you got Spencer, you got uh, Blaze, you've got, uh, what's our boy? He's doing great. Ryan. Ryan. Ryan knows it all, man. John, the whole crew. You got me and Brad, a few other guys doing Scott. fiberglass sales. Yes, yeah, Scott. But uh, Century Boats. Key Largo boats, the Axopars are just blowing the world up by storm. They are just an amazing vessel, okay? Uh, settling the heck out of those bad boys. Yeah, I've, I've been on one. Pretty I, cool. I mean, I, not under power, but yeah. been up in one. Really, different type of boat. Different kind of boat. we got uh, plenty of consignment boats out there. And, of course, uh, go out there, look around, you know, kick the tires around a little bit. Uh, if you like the boat, we'll get you offshore and take you for a little demo ride, uh, give you some great financing, which we do in-house, I might add. And it's just a one-stop shop for so much fun. You go out there, uh, demo things behind the building. It's called the Aqua Zone. Also, our North Palm store does the exact same thing for you, I might add, okay? So you try before you buy on everything. Try it, man. Okay, step right. on that SUP. You know what I want to try? What do you want to try? I want to try an inflatable SUP. Okay. So I've seen them in the store, right. and they're like, you wouldn't know they're inflatable. I know. Unless one of uh, the sales staff told me they were inflatable. Exactly. And uh, so I want to know how easy they are to inflate. Uh, I've never tried to blow one up by mouth. I'm sure they have a pump you, you can do. <laughs> yes, there's definitely a pump. Even I know that. Yeah, okay. But just to, you yeah. know, get a feel for it. I understand, man. Because some of our listeners, they don't have big palatial homes. I understand that, man. You want to fold it up, put it in the back of your car, and take it away, right? Exactly. Thank put you. Put it, throw it in the back of the Prius and go. There you go, buddy boy. Uh, inside the store, of course, you got all kinds of water toys, everything for the water. Nautical Ventures has got everything going on. Roger Moore and the crew uh, do a great job with that operation. So again, stop by. 50 South Bryant Road, Dania Beach. Come by and say hi to me today later on if you would. And I'll hook you up with a, with a great deal or one of our other guys will take care of you. you. You got some new boats on the lot. Uh, man, I've been selling quite a few used boats yeah. lately. All of us guys have, man. Hot, boats are hot now, man. They're, right. They're and hot. like we were talking earlier with Rick Buckner, he goes through them beforehand. No surprise. Certified before you go out there, man. Call us, of course, at 954-926-5250. Check out the entire inventory at nauticalventures.com. Take a break. More caps coming up. 719, 940 wins. Miami Sports. Need to get on the water, but your boat needs a little TLC? Then tune into our Shop Talk segment with Nautical Ventures Chief Mechanic Rick Buckner. 
Email Rick your questions in advance at rickb at nauticalventures.com, and we'll answer them live on the air. Now back to the Nautical Ventures Weekly Fisherman Show. Driven by Buddy Davis Boats with Eric Brandon and Steve Waters. You just make yourself right at home and stay as long as you want to. I think I will. I may just stay here all day long. I'm having so much fun here. Man, I can't stop talking. I'm having so much fun here. <laughs> 725, welcome back to the Nautical Ventures Weekly Fisherman, driven by Buddy Davis Boats. Nautical Ventures, of course, is our number one sponsor keeps the program going, and they also sponsor this guy on some kayaking. That'd be the one, the only, the amazing Joe Hector. Joe, good morning to you, my man. How are you? Hey, guys. How you doing? We're, we're good, man. We thought that we were out on the water yesterday in like a 52-foot Merritt. We thought we saw you out there. <laughs> uh, probably wasn't me. But, okay. Uh, yeah, yesterday was beautiful. I mean, look at this morning. It's like 63 degrees. Oh, it was Crazy. great. Yeah, like I was out there paddling around. I thought about you automatically saying, you know, it's, it reminds me of Joe out there taking the, the waves and whatever else. But uh, on the show every weekend, Joe, we talk about offshore kayaking, which has become a, just a phenomenon just based upon your tournaments and the amount of guys who actually log on to that thing and join. It's, it's, it's crazy great. Yeah, the, the growth has been unbelievable. Uh, five years ago when I started, if, if someone would have told me that we would be where we are today in you know two countries, two different states, um, all over social media, I, I would have laughed. I would have said, nah, that's no <laughs> But, uh, wow, man, it's unbelievable. It's been a joy. So, Joe, I got a question for you. Well, our, sure. Earlier we had uh, Captain Alan Zaremba on, who's the, the freshwater expert, bass, largemouth, peacocks, everything. So Eric and I were thinking, well, maybe we should take our kayaks out to the Everglades. And Alan said, well, be careful of the alligators. And I yeah. was curious, do you ever... Go the other direction, head west with the kayak? I, I, I don't really. Um, if I do go, which, which isn't a lot, um, but I do enjoy catching peacock bass. Mm-hmm. And um, I usually, what I like about it is two things. One, I like to put the kayak in the back of the truck if it's a Saturday like today. And uh, let's say I got nothing to do. I could just throw the kayak in the truck and I can go look for spots. And that, that's something I really like because you can go to these different ponds and lakes and areas and, uh, and you can just throw your kayak in and then check it out and see what you can catch. And, um, yeah, it's just, it's fun catching those fish because they're so tropical to me. Um, I think it's, it's great that they're here and, uh, they're, they're fun to catch. I mean, they, for pound for pound. Those fish will kick your butt, man. They're, they're <laughs> oh, they will. Really well. They will, man. Also, about kayaking, Steve Waters, whether you're doing a waterway or offshore, man, kayaking is kind of a, a unique experience. You're out there by yourself, man. You got the environment around you. You're close to the water. Uh, you got the breeze blowing, but it's just you, the kayak, and a fish down below. I mean, how cool is that, huh? Yeah, it's like yeah. almost um, a spiritual uh, experience. I'm saying, yeah, it really yeah. is, right? Yeah, it is, Joe. Yeah, well, that's that's the thing too is. Uh, and I tell people this with the, with the tournaments is, you know, what makes this so different as well is that if you win, you know, one of my tournaments, it's you. There's no crew. There's no different people with different jobs. Everything is you, and you've got to be a king of multitasking. You're, you're the first mate. You're the captain. You're the bait guy. You're everything. And you're kind of a, a, a true angler all in one. And that, that's one thing I really enjoy um, about offshore kayak fishing, and kayak fishing in general. 
Well, Steve, you know what, dude? I'm sorry. I'm not going to fish Joe's tournament because if I can't have a mate on my kayak, I ain't going. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's how, that's how spoiled I am, man. Uh, I, I ain't got no mate on my kayak. I ain't going. I was going to say, Eric, the best thing about what Joe's saying, <laughs> so when you do win, yeah. you don't have to split the money with anyone. There you go, I, too, Unless man. you're married. Yeah, unless it's you're married. It's all yours. That's it. <laughs> all right, Joe, so let's talk about your next uh, big to-do coming up. What's happening? Yeah, so we got the, the Summer Series coming up. That's going to be June 18th. That's the first part, and uh, it's a three-part series. And then we're going to have our second part in August, the 27th. And then the grand finale, the big final, will be in Texas, Corpus Christi, um, which we have pretty much all set up already. And um, that's, going to be, that's going to be phenomenal. I, we went there, and uh, they brought us there, and we stayed in a nice little resort. And the fishing was phenomenal. Uh, big kings, big reds, red snapper, big cobia, oil rigs, the whole the whole wow. It was It was cool. So... They'll, that'll tie into the series perfectly, and uh, we're just we're so excited about June 18th coming up. And personally, that that series is is kind of my baby. That's that's my favorite. That was the first thing that we started with gotcha. back in uh, 2011. All right. So before we leave, uh, still props back to Nautical Ventures. Uh, when folks want to buy a kayak, uh, Joe, shoot over there, talk to the guys, and they really do train them and teach them and show them how to do a kayak properly, don't they? Yeah, I mean that that's that's what's great about nautical ventures is the people that work there uh they're very knowledgeable with offshore kayak fishing kayak fishing in general uh you got guys like john that are there and if you got any problem whatsoever he'll hook you up Mm -hmm. he'll fix whatever needs to be fixed and then you got guys like uh ryan jones who um i know him personally just from fishing the tournaments he really knows his stuff you need help with anything even hook sizes he's there to help you out so and the beauty is, too, if you're interested in trying your stuff out, you know, they got the back right there where you can just jump in a kayak and try it out and, who knows, maybe hook a nice tarpon or something. That, <laughs> there you, know. you go. And, of course, Ryan will judge will help you out uh, with matching those jimmy jigs to your, your tackle when you're offshore, maybe doing some uh, vertical jigging, which is fun, off a kayak. Yeah, that's, that's, that growth has been unbelievable. I mean, I, uh, being one of the first with the modern-day kayak fishing offshore, seeing – uh, how that that has just grown has been unbelievable, and the fish that have been landed on these jigs. And what's great about the Jimmy jigs is that they can handle heavy duty stuff. Like they don't. There's some jigs where they get chipped right away just mm-hmm. from hitting the bottom. Yep. And then you can't really use them anymore. And with them, I mean, you can get a freaking nice kingfish, bring them up, and that thing will be bent, but you're not going to see. It, you don't even notice it. And you can keep reusing it again and again and again. And that's what makes those gym jigs uh, phenomenal. I gave uh, a couple yesterday to uh, Captain Stan Hunt. He was like, oh, look at the finish on this jig, man. He, see how amazed yeah. he was, Steve? That's right. Yeah. He yeah. may forget about sea witches. He might do that. <laughs> <laughs> all, right. All, right, all right, Joe, before we go, folks who want to see all the stuff you do, give us your best website or whatever. We, how do we see you blast? Yeah, just go to extremekayakfishing.com and you can check out uh, what's, what's happening, current events, and the new series coming up. And uh, you can find us on Instagram, Extreme Kayak Fishing, and you can find us on Facebook, Extreme Kayak Fishing, Inc., and uh, give us a like. Don't you have your own radio show, too? We do. We have a podcast that goes on every other Tuesday, and that starts at uh, 6.30, and it's called Kayak Fishing Raw. And we basically talk about everything and anything that has to do with kayak fishing, really fishing in general, um, and then uh, we even have a, on the second part, we always have some fun stuff about 
you know, people seeing Bigfoot and UFOs and such <laughs> on kayaks. It's, it's a pretty funny show. <laughs> All right, Joe, man, I could talk to you forever, man. Have a great weekend. Stop by NV and uh, say hey, and uh, let's chat, hook up, and, and uh, hang out for a while. All right, guys. I'll talk to you soon, all right? You got it. All right, Steve Waters, we've had one hell of a show going today, man. We haven't missed a beat. Yeah, great show. We got uh, all our captains who are fishing in the saltwater shootout today on. Yeah, yeah. We got um, new captain, Captain Willie Howard, who was great. Yep. You know, he's also a kayak fisherman. Is he really? Yeah, just for fun. Okay. Doesn't charter that. Gotcha. But, okay. Uh, yeah, Willie, we'll have to, you have to remind me next week when we have him on. I think they started fishing off of uh, Lake Worth or Boynton Beach. Ended up in North Palm <laughs> and to take a cab oh, to man. the uh, car. Sounds like me. <laughs> take a little break. More captains coming up. Seven thirty three nine forty wins. Miami Sports. Shut off that engine. You're listening to the Nautical Ventures Weekly Fisherman Show with Eric Brandon and Steve Waters. Anything you need to know about fishing or boats, call 866-801-0940. They've got everything you need. You're going to need a bigger boat. Now, back to the Nautical Ventures Weekly Fisherman Show. Driven by Buddy Davis Boats. We do a fish with you, Steve Waters. And I uh, heard our good friend uh, Paul Castrodovo in the morning show at Big 105.9. He was talking about us. That's right. Well, he was uh, talking to our good friend, Captain Bouncer Smith, was giving his report. Yeah. And uh, he gave our, our show some props. So, Paul, if you're listening, man, you're up. Thank you very much, brother. That was very nice of you. Right. Said to tune in today, 6 o'clock, for Captain Bouncer. And, <laughs> and on, a good, on a good day, yeah. we get to have Bouncer come back at uh, this time in the morning. There you go. Yeah, so it was great to have the props. The only problem Paul had was he couldn't get the exact show title down. He goes, oh, it's, a, it's a fishing show on 940 Wins. He always got it right. What more do you need to know? That's all you have to know. Right. Line number one, we know this guy knows it all, Jimbo Thomas on the Thomas Flyer back in the program. Jimbo, good morning to you, man. What's happening? Uh, good morning. I'm glad you think I know it all. Well, but, uh, hey, Jimbo. Everybody I, else knows better. Well, last Saturday, I know you were looking forward to Sunday because May 1st, was the opening of grouper season, so Eric and Correct. I are hoping you got some uh, good stories to tell us. Well, Sunday I did not go out. You know, Sunday's my day off usually, but okay. I usually do go fishing, but I didn't go fishing that last Sunday. But we yesterday was the first day that we attempted to catch any groupers. We have been out pretty much every day this week, though, and we trolled down the reef for a couple hours. We caught four black groupers. But only two of them were keepers. The two that we kept were nice. Well, they weren't huge, but 12, 13-pounders. So it was respectable. Didn't have to measure them. Mm -hmm. And then we let go a couple smaller ones and had a couple other bites. But what we have been catching is dolphin every day. Um, First thing in the morning until about 11 o'clock, seems like the dolphin have been out there. There's been frigate birds on top of them. And then after about 11 o'clock, you're lucky to find one. The birds disappear. I don't know if the fish go deep, or if we catch them all, what the story is, but they're hard to find after that. So that's our plan this morning. We're trying to catch some bait. We're at the famous bit range marker right now, and the water is very clear, Mm -hmm. and we have not caught any bait. But fortunately, we have some bait bait well left over, so if we don't catch any, we're still in good shape, I guess. Well, Jimbo, how, fa- how far are these dolphin offshore, man? Because I went try- I tried twice last week. I uh, got skunked on both tries. I mean, we're, 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 how far off are they? Well, they're not very far. We've been catching them anywhere from about 300 feet of water out, on out to roughly 900 feet. 
So uh, let's see. 900 feet's about five miles offshore. 300 feet's about you know, maybe three miles or a little bit over three miles. Mm-hmm. And but you got to find these frigate birds. It's very few of them that we caught just out in the middle of nowhere. So we're we're looking through the frigate birds through our binoculars and trolling under them. Now these fish are moving really fast, chasing flying fish, so they're tough to get in front of. But once you do, I mean, you you will get a bite if you get your bait close to them. So we've been zigzagging under the birds and then also being working up in the tower. And so we, if we don't, if they don't find our troll baits, we're, we're spotting them and getting a live bait cast to them. And whereas the last few weeks, all the dolphin we were catching were 15, 20, 25 pounders, uh, the last few days they've been mostly schoolies, which is not a bad problem, but mm-hmm. uh, those bigger ones just kind of disappeared. Um, let's see, on Monday, we only had six dolphin, but they're all between 15 and 25 pounds. Ooh, wow. Nice, nice. Nice fish, yeah. That's a good term. So, you know, when, when, you, when, you, when you catch them of that size, you don't need to catch a whole lot of them. But um, yesterday we had 10 of them. day before we had 15 or 16. So it's been pretty good. But first thing in the morning, that's the plan. And then we might go see if we get a grouper or put the kite up. Although I suspect the wind's going to die out like it did yesterday. It got slick calm after about noontime. So uh, that, if there was no chance of kite fishing or very little chance. But, uh, bait seems to be our biggest issue the last couple of days. And it's uh, proven to be a big issue today since we haven't caught one yet <laughs> yeah i would think so <laughs> you're, you're using a you're using a sabiki yeah. rig at the bent range yeah, yeah we got some chum out there's a ton of triggers and chumps eating on the chum bag but the water's been really clear the last few mornings because we've been at the top of the incoming tide so that it's got a lot of clear water and yeah i don't know where they go but uh outgoing tide seems to be when they've been biting the best but okay. we don't have the luxury of sitting around waiting for the tide to change. we got to do it now. Well, you need a couple of uh, young punks to go out there in the middle of the night and catch bait catch for bait. you. Yeah, right. There you go. Um, I know this young punk's not going to do that. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and none that I know I can I uh, coax into doing that. So. Yeah, yeah the, the young punks I know, they're dads who foot the bills for uh, the fishing trips. Like, right. hey, you want to go fishing this weekend? Go catch some bait. There you go. I I, I understand. Yeah. Oh, Jim, well, listen, man, before you go, we've been doing a show now almost 11 years, and we have never, never, ever fished on the Thomas Flyer. I think it's about time we broke that hex, dude. I need to get on your boat, bro. Well, as I recall, there's been a few offers. Yes, there have. Yeah. didn't get followed through on, so... Well, actually, yeah. You can't blame that on me. No, no I'm not blaming no, that on no. you. I'm saying let's coordinate okay. this thing and make it happen. Right, because yeah, uh, our I'm good in. friend Sue Cocking was able to fish with Jimbo. Uh, I think that was a grouper trip, too. Correct, and we brought Bouncer that day, too. We had a spectacular yeah, day. Yeah, I just... It was one of those things. I had a conflict. You had a conflict, yeah, Eric. Yeah. So, but, yeah, we should try to do that. Let's make it happen. Jimbo, thanks so much, man. Let's Catch him up it. today, and uh, have a great weekend, man. You got it, guys. Good luck, everybody. All right. Thank you very much. Take a little break, Steve Water, for final segment coming up. It's just flying on by here, man. 744, 940 wins, Miami Sports. Supposedly, Cousteau and his cronies invented the idea of putting walkie-talkies into the helmet. 
We made ours with a special rabbit ear on the top so we could pipe in some music. Let's hear those fish and reels sing. Now back to more fish talk on the Nautical Ventures Weekly Fisherman Show. Driven by Buddy Davis Boats. With Eric Brandon and Steve Waters. As the son of a Man, oh man, Steve Waters, a show flew by like a fly fish being chased by a blue marlin. That's right. And then one of the cool things you see, the reason the frigates follow, the frigate birds follow the dolphin uh-huh. and, and the billfish, because when they chase the flying fish, the flying fish fly. And have you ever seen a frigate swoop down and catch a flying fish? It's pretty cool. What happens is, the, I understand, the mahi gets the, the fly fish all freaked out. They go airborne, and the frigate birds are really smart, man. They're watching all this stuff go down below. They just swoop down and grab a free meal right out of the air. Right. I've seen it one time. Pretty amazing. Pretty amazing stuff, yeah. Pretty amazing catches I saw this week on his boat, man. He did pretty darn gone good. Taking on, advantage of grouper season? On the reward fishing fleet? Yeah. yeah. Cap Wayne Cod. Good morning to you, brother. Aha. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Aha. <laughs> We're doing great. Wayne, I saw some photos of some grouper on your boat this week. Yeah, we picked a few. It's uh, um, I'm I'm happy to start catching them again. I've been getting tired of letting them go, you know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Of course, we all are. Yeah, right. So, yeah, well, I, so I, here's the deal. Yeah, here's the deal. I'm back full time running the boat. Um, uh, I, I am the full time day captain now, so um, getting a lot of my my old crony regulars and young guys and jigging guys fishing with us during the week and during the weekend and the catch is showing. Um, before the season opened, we released in a month, we probably released close to 20 groupers or gags, blacks or reds. Cause I tend to fish in the areas that they're going to, they're going to be I have pretty good knowledge out there on where they're at. And uh, we've only caught a few last week on opening day. It was, we had about, 15 people that wanted to go fish for him, so I, we did a special charter. But all we caught was one big black and one nice red and broke off a few. But we had 25 knot winds and three knots of current, and we couldn't troll the reef because the reef was too dirty. So it, it limited our catch for sure. But conditions are changing. Uh, I know yesterday we had uh, yesterday we had perfect trolling conditions, and in a half an hour we caught... Uh, we caught one. We caught a black, a gag, and two muttons on trolling plugs, and, and wow. kind of as fast as we could go. Yeah, it was, you remember Steve? How you went with me a couple of years ago? I, I do. But, I will never forget that trip. Yeah, I mean for Miami trolling for groupers, that's about as quick as it gets. So what's the yeah? That was what's what's the plug of choice to tro- tro- troll for grouper, Cap? Well, I troll fast, and there's uh, these there's these big uh, there's these big Yozuris. I can't think of the num- the name on them or number on them, but I troll them at like eight or nine knots, which is they have no problem catching. One of the mistakes people make trolling for a fish like a grouper, they kind of think of it like a bass, but maybe that's what they're thinking. But they have no problem hitting something at eight or nine knots. Matter of fact, it might excite them because they are ambush predators. Uh, Catching a catching a really nice bite yesterday on one was a was a real bonus because they're a little smart. You don't usually catch them cold, but they will bite at a time. Mm-hmm. But yeah, moving fast. Uh, one of the other keys is understanding your reef lines, and instead of going across them, which only gives you a limited moment or two, because these fish lay, you know, muttons in general will lay on the edges of reef. Groupers will lay more on, on in the end and on the edges. They'll do both, <clears throat> but going right in line, linear on the reef line on the edge of the reef line. Making sure that plug is, you know, yeah, five, six, seven feet off the bottom is fine. Putting out plenty of line, and there's different ways of testing that. But uh, we fish 80-pound braid, 
with one of these big lepio zuries, you know, about 300 feet, and we troll from uh, 20 to 25 feet of water, and it won't hang up. If I hit 12 or 14 foot of water, it'll bounce bottom really hard. So I know, I know I'm pretty close to that bite zone of, of you know, in 25 feet, I know that plug is six, eight feet maybe off the bottom. And those, especially blacks, they have no problem crushing it. They'll pop out and and the strikes are incredible. They almost rip the rod holders out sometimes. Yeah. Well, hey, Wayne, I tell you what, buddy, boy, we got to rock out of here, but uh, keep trolling those plugs, catch those groupers, and uh, thanks for the report. Yeah. I know it was a little short, man. I'm sorry about that, but uh, thanks yeah, for checking right. in, man. Thanks for checking great, in. That's great tip, fine. and glad to hear you're back fishing, Wayne. <laughs> yes, Ta- sir. Talk to yes, you next sir. week. All right. You got it. Fabulous show today, man. We covered everything you could think about with the tournament, uh, the sh- saltwater shootout going on today, freshwater, offshore kayaking, Kayaks, boat maintenance, yeah. I mean, nautical ventures and boats and so, stuff we're doing. So you're going to be at nautical ventures today. 10 and, o'clock. Uh, you got some Mother's Day specials? Because, you know, tomorrow's a very big day for mom. I think a, a dad should buy a kayak for mom or a stand-up paddleboard for mom or buy her a gift certificate, let mom pick out what she wants at nautical ventures. She can do that, by the way. Okay, so come by, pick up a gift card, surprise her. Okay. That sounds good to me. All right, Steve. Well, thanks for a great day fishing yesterday. Thanks for a great show today. Uh, Chicago Mike, thank you very much. Up next, Jeff DeForest, uh, Dave Gurgles Gurgly, and uh, Paul the Pauly Man doing that JM Lexus Trivia Challenge. Yeah, I hope, uh, you know, I was was listening yesterday, and uh, Defoe was singing. Oh, oh God. <laughs> with Larry the Leaper or Larry. I'm glad and, I missed uh, that, man. Yeah, it sounded like he was dovening. It was great. All so right. I hope, hope there's some more singing today. We'll check it out, man. Have a great day. Of course, you got sports here all day long. 940 wins. Miami Sports. We'll see you.